ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we're going to discuss the chapter now from Kitab Al-Tawheed Bab ma jaa anna ba'da hadhihi al-ummah ya'budu al-awthan The chapter which mentions to us that some Muslims they end up worshipping the idols how some of the Muslims some of this ummah end up worshipping the idols That means that it will be some of the Muslims and not all of them some of the Muslims may end up in worshipping idols or worshipping others besides Allah. But it will not be all of the Muslims. That is because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي على الحق منصورة لا يضرهم من خذرهم ولا من خالفهم حتى يأتي أمر الله the Prophet ﷺ said that there will not cease to be a group from my ummah upon the truth. There will always be a group from amongst the Muslims who are upon the truth, following the Qur'an and the Sunnah just as the Prophet ﷺ taught us to follow. لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ مَنْ خَذَلَهُمْ Then the Prophet ﷺ said, they will not be harmed by those who betray them. Those who betray them will not harm them. وَلَا مَنْ خَالَفَهُمْ And nor those who oppose them. Those who betray them, those who oppose them, they will not harm the Muslims who are upon the truth. حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ Until the command of Allah comes. The command of Allah, meaning on the day of judgment, when the command of Allah comes, and all of the believers, they are removed. And then as we said, the hour is established upon the most evil of the people. فَهَذِهِ الْأُمَّ لَا تَضِلُّ كُلُّهَا So, it cannot be the case that all of the Muslims will go astray. It cannot be the case that all of the Muslims will go astray. وَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ الْكَثِيرُ But a large amount of them may well go astray, they will go astray. لَكِنْ يَبْقَى مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يَثْبُتُ عَلَى الْحَقِّ إِلَىٰ أَنْ تَقُومَ السَّاعَةِ But there will remain from this ummah those who remain firm upon the truth until the day of judgment occurs. فَهَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ So this is from the mercy of Allah upon us. This is from the mercy of Allah that there will always be some people upon the truth and that the truth will not disappear. There will always be a group following the Qur'an and the Sunnah upon the way of the Salaf all the way up until the establishment of the hour. So the fact that this chapter says some of the Muslims will end up falling into worshipping idols. This is therefore a refutation of those people who claim that Muslims can never fall into shirk 
or that they claim that this ummah, none of them will ever fall into shirk. Rather, this chapter will now prove that this can occur and it will occur, that some of the people do end up falling into that shirk, end up falling into the worship of the idols. So the shaykh says, الرَّدُّ عَلَى مَنْ أَنَّهُ لَا يَقَعُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ شِرْكِ This is a refutation upon those who claim that shirk cannot occur in this ummah. Rather it can. But the grave worshippers, Muslims who claim to be upon Islam, but then they go and worship the graves, and they go and sit at the graves, and they prostrate to the graves, and they bow down to the graves, and they do all of that kind of thing which is incorrect and wrong in Islam, they will say to you that they are not committing shirk. They will say, What we are doing, they will say, is not shirk. Shirk meaning worshipping other gods besides Allah. They will say, we're not worshipping anyone else except Allah. But the truth is, when they go there and they bow down to the graves, that means you're worshipping the graves. Bowing down, prostrating to others besides Allah, means that you're showing them worship, and you're doing a form of worship to them. So this chapter will now highlight how some of the Muslims will fall into shirk. But those grave worshippers, just as Allah mentioned about them in the Qur'an, they would say, مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَىٰ That we do not worship them except because they bring us closer to Allah. That's what they used to claim. They used to claim that the worship of the graves of these idols brings them closer to Allah. They would claim that it brings them closer to the worship of Allah or closer in their relationship to Allah by worshipping these idols, worshipping these other graves. And that's what Allah mentioned about them in the Qur'an, that they would say, we do not worship them except because they bring us closer to Allah. In another ayah, Allah mentioned, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ They worship others besides Allah, that which does not harm them, and that which does not benefit them. And they say that these are our intermediaries between us and Allah. They say these are our intermediaries between us and Allah. These are our middlemen. They used to say, we call upon these people, we supplicate to these people, we ask these people, the dead ones in their graves, and they will take our prayer to Allah. They will take our request, what we are asking for to Allah. And that is false, and it is impermissible, it is incorrect. Islamically, then we do not do that. We don't go to the graves and ask them to take our dua, our prayer, our supplication to Allah. Rather, Allah told us in the Qur'an to make the dua, make the supplication and make the prayers directly to Allah. So then the shaykh mentions in this chapter, the ayah, قوله تعالى ألم تر إلى الذين أوتوا نصيبا من الكتاب يؤمنون بالجبت والطاغوت That have you seen the ones who were given a portion from the book, from the revelation. They believe in the jibt 
and the taghut, the jibt, being all of that falsehood from the magic and from the sorcery and from the magicians and the fortune tellers, the shayateen, they believe in all of that type of superstition and evil and magic and sorcery. And they believe in taghut, all of that which transgresses the boundaries, all of the things which go beyond the limits. They are taghut. So for example, as Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, At-Tawaghit kathirun, wa ru'usuhum khamsa. There are five types of these taghut. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned this. The head of them, the worst of them, Iblis, Shaitan, the devil. He clearly went beyond the limits. When Allah told all the angels and everyone to bow down to Adam, when Allah made Adam salam, when Allah created Adam, He told all of the angels to bow down to him. And they all bowed down to Adam salam, except for the devil, except Iblis. Iblis refused. And so he was arrogant and he refused and he claimed that he is better than Adam. He said he is better than Adam salam. Why should he have to prostrate? So he was arrogant in that way and he transgressed the boundaries. He went beyond the limits. And so he is at the head of the taghut. Then also, somebody who is worshipped besides Allah, some person, people worship him. And he's happy about it. He likes that everybody worships him. That is also taghut. He has now gone beyond the limits. Allah has not told us that we have to worship each other. That is shirk. That is worshipping others besides Allah. Rather we must worship Allah alone. So somebody who is worshipped and he likes being worshipped, that is taghut. And also somebody who requests people to worship him. He actually asks the people to worship him and he wants the people to come and worship him. That is taghut. Also somebody who claims to have knowledge of the unseen. Somebody who claims to have knowledge of the unseen. People who claim to have knowledge of the unseen are also taghut. Like the sorcerers and the magicians and the fortune tellers and the crystal ball and the cards and everything they use and the palm reading. All of that is falsehood. All of that is wrong. It is lies. It is not correct. All of that magic and fortune telling and palm reading and star signs. This is all falsehood. So the one who claims to have knowledge of the unseen is also taghut. And the one who rules by other than what Allah has revealed, <coughs> then this is also taghut. وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, the Jews and the Christians, the ones who were given the revelation, they were given the book, they were given that revelation of the Torah to Musa salam. they were given a revelation from the heavens, they say, هَؤُلَاءِ They say, the Jews and the Christians, or the Jews particularly here in this ayah, they are being referenced, that they would say to the other disbelievers of the Quraysh, at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the Quraysh tribe, those uh, disbelievers, they would say to them, هَؤُلَاءِ أَهْدَى مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا سَبِيلًا 
they would say that these disbelievers are more guided than the believers. They would say that these disbelievers, they are more guided than those believers, the Muslims. And one of the reasons behind that, when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam made the hijrah to Medina, and the Ansar from the tribes of Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj gave their pledge of allegiance to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, وَصَارَتْ لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ دَوْلَةً عَظِيمَةً فِي الْمَدِينَةِ And the Muslims then had a big city in Medina, they had a big powerful base in Medina. اِغْتَاضَ الْيَهُودُ الَّذِينَ كَانُوا فِي الْمَدِينَةِ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ The Jews were obviously not pleased at that time, the ones who were living in Medina. They were not happy at this, that the Muslims now have this power and control in that land of Medina. وَضَاقُوا بِهِمْ ذَرْعَا فَذَهَبَ كَعَبِ بْنِ الْأَشْرَفِ وَحِي إِبْنُ أَخْضَبِ إِلَى الْمُشْرِكِينَ فِي مَكَّةِ يَسْتَنْجِدُوهُنَهُمْ عَلَى قِتَالِ الرَّسُولِ So then, it's mentioned how some of them went to Mecca, and they tried to gather an army to come and attack the Muslims, and these were some of the events that occurred at that time. So here the point of it being, that even though they were given a book, the Jews were given a revelation, they were given a book, يُؤْمِنُ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ They still believed upon the fortune tellers and the wrongdoers and the suspicions and the magic, and they believed in the taghut, all of that which transgresses the boundaries. فَسَيَكُونُ فِي هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ تَشَبُّهًا بِهِمْ So the point of this is that, if that's what occurred within the Jews at that time, then here we are being told that the same thing will occur within the Muslims too. Some Muslims, they are Muslim, but then they will go and fall into severe error. So much so that it is shirk. They will go to the magicians as it happens now. They will go to the fortune tellers as it happens now. They will go and read the star signs and the crystal ball and the cards and the palm reading. They will go and do all of these things. They fall into all of that type of wrongdoing and that type of shirk. So if this happened in the Jews, then it is a sign here that there will be those from the Muslims who will imitate that as well. And they will also do that. وَكُلُّ مَا وَقَعَ فِي الْيَهُودِ أَوْ فِي النَّصَارَى فَإِنَّهُ سَيَقَعُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مِنْ بَعْضِ أَفْرَادِهَا أَوْ طَوَائِفِهَا مَنْ يَفْعَلُهُ تَشَبُّهًا بِهِمْ So whatever happened, the things which happened to the Jews, the things which happened to the Christians before, those same things will happen in the ummah of the Muslims too. Those same things will happen to the Muslims too. Some of the Muslims will end up going to the tombstones, going to the graveyards, building upon the graves, as we've already mentioned, it's impermissible to do, and doing tawaf around the graves, doing walking around the grave, and uh, uh, establishing other types of birthdays, establishing other types of seeking aid and intercession, and help from the deceased and people in their graves. They'll slaughter for dead people in their graves for their sake. They'll make vows for dead people in their graves. The Muslims, some of them will end up doing these types of things. Just like it occurred in the nations before, in the Jews and the Christians. 
then this ummah, this nation will also fall into that. Some people will imitate those previous nations and they will fall into these same types of errors. So that is one evidence which highlights this. Another one, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِشَرٍ مِّنْ ذَلِكَ مَثُوبَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَعَنَهُ اللَّهُ وَغَضِبَ عَلَيْهِ وَجَعَلَ مِنْهُمُ الْقِرَدَةَ وَالْخَنَازِيرَ وَعَبَدَ الطَّاغُوتِ That shall I inform you of those who are worse in their recompense, worse in their penalty with Allah, the ones whom Allah cursed, and Allah is angry upon, Allah's anger is upon them, and he made from amongst them the monkeys and the pigs and the worship of the Taghut, the worshippers of the Taghut, uh, uh, the ones who worshipped the Taghut. Here in this ayah then we are being told that those people who used to mock the Muslims, they themselves have a worse penalty. They themselves have a worse penalty, a worse end result than what they claim the Muslims will have. And that is that they are cursed by Allah, meaning that they are far removed from the mercy of Allah. They are removed and distanced from the mercy of Allah due to their disbelief. And the anger of Allah is upon them. And they worship the Taghut. They worship the Taghut. So from those earlier nations, the Jews and the Christians, there were those who worshipped the Taghut. They worshipped others besides Allah. They worshipped other gods as they claimed. And so the point of that is, again, that if this is something which has occurred in the other nations, then certainly there will be some from this nation from the Muslims who will imitate what occurred from them and also worship the others besides Allah. They will also go to the graves, they will also go to the deceased and they will go to the tombs and that is something which you see in reality. Then we have the ayah, قَالَ الَّذِينَ غَلَبُوا عَلَىٰ أَمْرِهِمْ لَنَتَّخِذَنَّ عَلَيْهِمْ مَسْجِدًا the ones who took authority and they took uh, the power, they took the authority and they took the power, they said that these pious men, in them is barakah, in them is blessing. So we will build a masjid on top of their graves to seek barakah from them. And we will pray with them, next to them. And we will make dua next to them. Because these people are the pious people. This is what some of them, they used to say from the earlier times. They used to say that these righteous people, we have to build tombs and shrines on top of their graves. We have to make it into a beautiful type of grave so that everybody can go and visit the grave of these righteous people, of these really good people who used to worship Allah. Go to their graves, make your prayer to Allah next to their grave so that your prayer gets answered. And ask these dead people to take your prayers to Allah. That's what they used to claim. And this type of act, this type of behavior is incorrect in Islam. It is not allowed to go to the graves and ask the dead people to take your prayers to Allah. 
to take your supplications and your dua to Allah. But the fact that this is something which occurred to the people who came before us is a sign that it will also occur to the people of this ummah. It is also something which will occur to the people of this ummah. Uh, the Sheikh says, فَلَا بُدَّ أَنْ يَكُونَ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يَبْنِي الْمَسَاجِدْ عَلَى الْقُبُورِ تَشَبُّهًا بِهِمْ There is bound to be some people from this ummah, from the Muslims, who will also build on top of graves. They will also build on top of graves in imitation of those who went before us. In imitation of the ones who preceded us, they will do that also, and that is something which is seen in reality already. وَقَدْ وَقَعَ هَذَا وَوُجِدَ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يَبْنِي الْمَسَاجِدِ عَلَى الْقُبُورِ This is something which is already occurring. People who build mosques on top of the graves. فَدَلَّ عَلَى وُقُوعِ الشِّرْكِ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ كَمَا وَقَعَ فِي الْأُمَّةِ السَّابِقَةِ عَنْ طَرِيقِ التَّشَبُّهِ وَالْمُحَاكَاتِ so this is something which will occur in this ummah, the shirk will occur within it, just like it occurred in the previous nations. Then there is a narration from the Prophet wasallam, the hadith of Abu Sa'id, radiyallahu anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, latattabi'unna sunana man kana qablakum hadwa al-quddhati bil-quddha, حتى لو دخلوا جحر ضب لدخلتموه قالوا يا رسول الله اليهود والنصارى قال فمن أخرجاه The Prophet said in this hadith that you will follow the pathway of those who came before you. You will follow the pathway of those who came before you. What the people used to do before, then the Muslims now will start copying and do what the people used to do before. حَتَّى أو حَذْوَ الْقُذَّةِ بِالْقُذَّةِ That you will follow them in a manner which is in absolute resemblance. Just like the, the tip of the arrow resembles the tip of the arrow. The, the ends of the arrow resemble the end of the arrow. The feathers on the arrow. Very similar. Every arrow will look the same. So here the Prophet ﷺ said, you will follow those who came before you in a very similar fashion just like that. حَتَّى لَوْ دَخَلُوا جُحْرَ ضَبٍ لَدَخَلْتُمُ Even if they were to enter into the cave, into the hole of a lizard, you would follow them into that also. Because it is known that these types of holes that are dug by these animals are very complicated holes to get into. But such is the example given that even if the disbelievers or those who came before you entered into these complicated holes with all of the difficulty to get in, you would still follow them and get through that difficulty to follow them. Such would be the level of imitation. So this indicates that this ummah will certainly fall into imitating those who came before us. The shaykh says, أَنَّهُ يَكُونُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يَتَشَبَّهُ بِالْيَهُودِ وَالنَّصَارَى there will be those in this ummah who will imitate the Jews and the Christians. Just as it is mentioned in this narration, they will imitate them, and so therefore, there will be people in this ummah who fall into shirk, worshipping others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
just like in those times earlier, those individuals from the Jews and the Christians fell into that too. And so they used to build shrines on top of the graves, or they used to build their graves inside of their churches. All of these things, they existed beforehand. And they used to make the celebration of the birthday of uh, uh, Jesus. They used to do the celebration of that. They made that. And similarly, all of these types of things now, the Muslims will follow in the same way. And that is exactly what you see. They celebrate the birthday of Isa as they claim. The Muslims then say, we have to celebrate the birthday of Muhammad then. And that is wrong. It is wrong to celebrate the birthdays of the prophets. That is not something which Allah has told us to do. It is not something which you've been commanded to do. And we don't even actually know what the exact birthdays of the prophets are. We don't even know the exact birthday of Muhammad So it is not possible to do that type of worship and to do that type of activity. But as it has been seen, then the people will follow the ways of those who came before us. And so they celebrate the birthdays. The Muslims want to celebrate the birthdays too. So we see this following and imitating of those who came before us and falling into that shirk in the same way. Uh, and so the point of this is, again, that there will be people from this ummah who will follow in the pathway of those who came before us and those who came before us fell into shirk. And therefore there will certainly be some from this ummah, from the Muslims who will also fall into shirk. Then we have the narration of Muslim from Thawban radiallahu anhu. أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله زوالي الأرض that Allah سبحانه وتعالى rolled up the earth فرأيت مشارقها ومغاربها so I saw the east and the west of the earth وإن أمتي سيبلغ ملكها ما زوي لي منها and the dominion of my ummah, the kingdom of my ummah will reach to the levels of what I saw, from the levels of what was rolled up for me. And I have been given the two treasures, the red and the white, al ahmar wal abyad, meaning the gold and the silver. And I asked my Lord, for my ummah, for the Muslims, that they are not destroyed by a overwhelming famine. That it should not be that they are destroyed by an overwhelming famine and drought. And that I asked my ummah should not be overcome by an enemy outside of them. That they should not be overcome by an enemy who takes control and takes the sovereignty over them. فَيَسْتَبِيحُ بَيْضَتَهُمْ وَإِنَّ رَبِّي قَالَ Ah my Lord, he said, Ya Muhammad, إِنِّي إِذَا قَضَيْتُ قَضَاءً فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُرَدْ That if I decree an affair, then it will not be rejected. It will not be the case that it does not occur. If I decree the affair, then it will occur. And I have given you for your ummah, I have given you for your ummah, the request that, that I will not destroy them by an overwhelming famine and drought, and that I will not 
allow the Muslims to be overcome overwhelmingly by an enemy from outside of them. وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ أَقْطَارِهَا مَنْ بِأَقْطَارِهَا Even if all of the people from the different parts of the globe, they got together, حَتَّى يَكُونَ بَعْضُهُمْ يُهْلِكُ بَعْضًا وَيَسْبِ بَعْضُهُمْ بَعْضًا Until, unless they themselves, from the Muslims themselves, they destroy each other and they take each other hostage uh, and they perform these acts upon one another. This narration then indicates in this great hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that the earth, it was rolled up. The earth, it was rolled up. And this is something which is possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable of all things. So the Prophet ﷺ was made to be able to see the edges, the east and the west. Either, like we said, it can be that maybe the eyesight of the Prophet ﷺ was made very strong so he could see to the edges of the east and the west. Or it can be that actually, in reality, the earth was rolled up in a manner for the Prophet ﷺ to see. Rolled up in a manner for the Prophet ﷺ to see the edges. We also mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ said, I saw the east and the west. Why is the east and the west mentioned and not the north and the south? Uh, for several reasons, it could be the fact because the majority of the residents of the world are to the east and to the west, not to the north and the south. The north and the south are, as you know, the north pole, the south pole, the uh, ice caps. So the residency does not occur in those areas. The residency occurs to the east and to the west of the globe. So perhaps that is the reason why it is mentioned the east and the west. Also it could be because the east and to the west is where the kingdom of Islam is spread or where the uh, conquests of Islam they spread to the east and to the west. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, My ummah, the Muslims will spread out to as far as I was shown to where the earth was rolled up, to the east and to the west. And that is something which actually occurred. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this occurred. Or after the time of the Prophet ﷺ, at the time of the companions, Islam spread to the lands of the east and to the lands of the west, up until it came all the way to Spain and the edges of France and these areas. Islam spread all the way to these areas. So that was something which occurred, how Islam is spread to the edges, to the east and to the west. Then the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that I've been given the two treasures, the red and the white. And the meaning of that is the gold and the silver. And the meaning of that is the Persians and the Romans. That at that time the conquests occurred such that the Persians and the Romans were overwhelmed. And so the gold and the silver which occurred from them, which they used to have, came into the possession of the Muslims. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, وَإِنِّي سَأَلْتُ رَبِّي And I have asked my Lord, I have asked my Lord for this ummah not to be destroyed by famine, by an overwhelming famine, or by an enemy from outside overcoming it, and taking control over it, and taking the sovereignty over it. And so it is mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that whatever I decree, whatever I decree, then it will certainly occur. And I have decreed that I will not destroy the ummah by an overwhelming famine or drought with that. 
and that I will not overcome this ummah by a foreign enemy until the Muslims themselves, they destroy each other and they take each other prisoners and hostages. So this, in reality, is something which has already occurred too. The Shaykh says, قَدْ حَصَلَ مِسْدَاقُ هَذَا فَإِنَّهُ لَمَّا كَانَتِ الْأُمَّةِ مُجْتَمِعَةِ فِي أَحَدِ أَبِي بَكَرْ الصَّدِّيقِ وَعُمَرْ إِبْنِ الْخَطَّابِ Initially the Muslims were all united. At the time of Abu Bakr and at the time of Umar, at the time of the Al-Khulafa, they were all united initially. And then after that, the issues began to occur, and the fighting began to occur, and the fitna began to occur. So when this occurred, فَإِذَا حَصَلَ لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ هَذَا صَلَّطَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْكُفَّارِ بِسَبِبِ الْإِخْتِلَافِ So when the Muslims began to fight each other, and these issues occurred, and the unity broke, then the enemies will find an easy entrance upon the Muslims too, because the Muslims themselves are not united amongst themselves. So this narration indicates that these affairs will occur within this ummah. These affairs will occur within this ummah. So what is required of the ummah is that they remain as one united ummah. Upon tawheed. And not to fall into the splitting and to fall into the differences amongst themselves. Because when that occurs, then the fitna occurs and the ummah can be overcome and overwhelmed. And that is due to the Muslims splitting away from the correct aqidah, splitting away from the correct tawheed. That's where the splitting occurs. That's how the Muslims are no longer united, because they do not all unite upon the correct tawheed anymore. They do not unite upon the correct aqidah. They all have misguided beliefs and misguided understandings, and they go to the graves and prostrate and do all these things. So then the differing occurs and the splitting occurs. Because they have split away from the aqidah, from the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. That is where we will conclude at that same point again, inshaAllah ta'ala. And then from the same point, we'll continue uh, next week in the lesson at approximately the same time, uh, 8 p.m., inshaAllah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. If you haven't got the book, then like we said, you should advise to get the book. This blue book, it's available in the shops. This blue book is the one that we're doing. Uh, the other ones are good too. The other versions are okay as well. But this blue book is the particular one that we are doing. So you should try and get a copy of that. If you're able to get a copy of the explanation of a Sheikh Al-Fawzan, the summarized in English, that is good to have.